0: Tonight, after several Imperial military campaigns have come to a close, the Population Bureau has decided to reissue the census. Our coverage on your concerns continues. And, is the blue milk you're drinking coming
1: from the sources you think? The answer is a little hairier than you might think.
0: At 11. (laughs) Welcome back, Galaxy, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars... My name is Ian, and I am a Jedi Archivist. Joining me as always is my co-host, a surveyor for the Mining Guild, John. Hey, yo. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm tired. Yeah? I'm very tired. I'm, uh, I'm finally back to fighting in uh, San Diego Sabres. had a fight last night, and uh, yeah, definitely can feel like I haven't fought for a month and a half. One fight just wiped me out. So have we
1: mentioned that you broke borked your knee? I don't know if we this? have because
0: actually. I don't
1: think we've recorded in
0: a month and a half that you <laughs> that, were out that, that I was that I borked my knee. Yeah, yeah he borked uh, his knee. <laughs> yeah, I I went to do a lunge and then there was a popping noise and pain and on the ground. John thought it was hilarious until I didn't get up.
1: Yeah, I thought he lost balance,
0: which which
1: would, which would have been hilarious. Yeah, in
0: your defense, would have been hilarious, but. So I, I I haven't been able to do much fighting, but I'm I'm back. I'm in good shape. Got the all clear. So looking forward to that.
1: I got to go fight with the uh, SoCal Saber Academy up in Anaheim.
0: Yeah, with uh, your cousin week. Aaron, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, got my my cousin bought all the uh, Hasbro Force Effects blades when they came out. He bought like three of each one, mm-hmm. and him and his buddies used to just beat the crap out of each <laughs> other in the backyard. And those things they're aren't not designed handmade. for them. Yeah, no, we have <laughs> we. I say we. He has a. Uh, Five or six with completely shattered blades. Other ones that won't turn on. Yeah. But he's the one that actually got me to buy an ultra saber years ago at WonderCon, and we just never found a place for the to, to duel up there. And um, Tom from SoCal Saber Academy came down economy, Academy economy. came down to <laughs> visit our school. Um, I was asking him where he's from because everyone kept saying he's from L.A. He's like, no, he actually like lives like a few blocks from my cousin. Oh, yeah, that's which right, is crazy. So, yeah, I went up there with my cousin. A lot of fun. Different rule set. They wear a lot more armor. They had armor for you to borrow, right? I saw the photo. Yeah. yeah. Tom had a duffel bag the size of this couch. <laughs> it's gear. I don't know. It's understand. a relatively
0: large couch, for those who cannot see the couch. It's
1: like five different chest protectors one helmet.
0: Jeez. I figure... That it's a good time to finish up the questions that we got from our audience. Because last week we actually uh, ran out of time. And we still have several more questions to get to. How does that sound to you? Yeah. Content content making is hard. Content making is hard. Well, it's not really hard. We're just lazy. I think most of these questions... So about half half of them are coming from my friends from my old Star Wars Guild group. And then a couple more from uh, some of our regular listeners up in Idaho. Let's start off with uh, Owen the Bro. Owen the Bro asks, How is Grandpa Palp going to come back? I know in old comics he had clones of himself, but I don't know how he comes back. Now, if you're not up to date with the newest... Uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer this is referring to the laugh that's heard at the end of the trailer and so we are getting into a little bit of speculation here because we don't actually know in what capacity Palpatine will be returning if at all there there are several theories floating around out there so John what is uh, what's your theory on on this particular
1: well uh, I've got two one kind of goes back to EU type stuff and then the other one's kind of more more recent so the obvious answer, I think that most people think, is that you'll come back as some sort of force ghost, or well, what What are
0: the Sith called? Like forced, dark side spirits. Yeah, since
1: they're not ghosts, they're dark side energy that's focused on it's anchored, a specific item. yeah. anchored like to an object
0: or a place. So is... that's, what it,
1: that's what it could be, which mm-hmm. would just be a simple answer, and it would kind of go with the, I feel like the, the sequel trilogy has a lot more fantasy elements than the other two did. Okay, yeah, um, I can see that. The, the the other thing is uh, we've technically seen him come back already in canon as a what are they sentinels red robe dudes that showed up in a battlefront
0: oh yeah yeah his his messengers yeah, yeah. it's not him day. it's just a
1: they called sentinels or something like that I don't remember off the top of my head. face of his that uh, yeah just projects. a red robe
0: droid that what runs around and gives his dying wishes yeah it's either going to
1: be uh the dark side spirit which would bring in bring back some eu stuff so eu fanboys could be excited about that mm-hmm. or it's just going to be super disappointing it's going to be a robot with his voice
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um uh my um, one of my theories is is the same as yours um the dark side spirit thing because we saw dark side spirits in uh you know going to eu sort of things um they were in some eu stories they uh in fact uh, i think uh, they set up a I still haven't read the 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 arc for the Vader comics right now, where Lord Moman comes back. Mm. There's like some time travel shenanigans in there, supposedly. But it's also he he uh, Moman is uh, Lord Moman is a Sith Lord, and I think he's anchored to his helmet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that is a canon like thing that happens. And then in uh, Knights of the Old Republic, when you're in uh, the uh, Valley of the Sith and exploring those tombs. I think it's a Junta Paul. He's he's a he's a uh, an old Sith Lord who's like trying to be repentant about his uh, dark side stuff, and he's got uh, he's anchored to his sword, I think, or to his his cave. So that that's a that's a thing too. So that that I I agree with that theory. I think that's the most likely. um the other more likely scenario, I think, would be uh, exploring more uh, Force visions. Uh, so, similar to uh, Luke's experience in Dagobah and Ray's experience when she first touches the, uh, the um, Anakin's saber, Anakin-slash-Luke's saber, which is now her saber, in uh, The Force Awakens, where she has that sort of Force vision... Um but I, I really like the idea of of Palpatine being this, you know, malevolent spirit that's anchored to the ruins of the Death Star. I think that's a really cool thing. Um and like you said, it really appeases the uh the fantasy uh forcey side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I enjoy that. I, I think that's uh those are both good ways to bring him back. I don't think they should do, you know, like secret clone stuff or anything like that like it it worked for the you know the old eu books but i think that's kind of a trope that's a little worn out you know like it it was it was it was a popular enough trope that now it's just kind of become a joke you know like oh evil twin evil clone sort of thing so i don't know what do you think about that about about it not being a clone, mm-hmm. I'll
1: only accept if it's a clone. If at some point on screen it shows Palpatine's name and there's an extra letter in it, <laughs> as a... as as an homage
0: to Luke. Luke, bigger Luke. Oh yeah, bigger Luke. <laughs> uh, the bigger Luke theory is amazing. Um, uh, maybe it's one of those. Maybe it's none of those. Uh, we'll just have to see when the movie comes out. Or maybe it's a Rogue One teaser and like half that. What's in the the trailer isn't going to be in the movie Yeah, that's fair So, okay, good little segue Uh, Thank you Owen the Bro for your question And uh, moving on Kin has a question, Kin asks Do you think Greedo was regular or extra crispy? I mean, he was raw Uh, Unless they threw his body out into just like the desert sun did, did he die? We only saw his arm No, he definitely died. What do you mean we only saw his arm? Just his arm. Greedo? Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't see him. He just just got his
1: arm cut off, and then we never saw him. We just saw his
0: arm. No, you're thinking of Walrus Man. Greedo, who got shot by Han.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of Walrus Man. Yeah, you're thinking of Walrus Man. I'm 100% thinking of Walrus. His name is Ponda Baba, and you'll respect him for his life choices. I have to I have to uh re- revisit the question as I was thinking about Panda Baba. Mhm. Um so Greedo Greedo was he fried the plasma? Was he regular or extra crispy? Well, it depends on if blaster bolts are light or plasma. Cuz if it's light then you one could say he was fried. If it's plasma, he was probably broiled from the inside. Mhm. There is
0: some smoke that comes off of him after mm-hmm. he gets shot. So he's still seared. Mhm. Yeah. And then who knows? They could have just like, chucked his body out into the desert and then get a slow cook. I mean, Tatooine yeah. temperatures—it's probably like that thing you know where you can cook. They an probably turn him into kebabs. Oh, God, I'm just imagining like Jawas like coming and scavenging his body. No, I'm, I'm talking about the bartender. Oh yeah, they just turned I mean, him into they kebabs. Had meat hanging in there, yeah.
1: Uh, that's free meat. That's There's not a lot of meat on Tatooine. Oof. Oof. So, Ponda Baba Rito, right. became a kebab.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Seared and kebab Yeah, slow roasted, <laughs> and a kebab. All right. Uh, thank you, Ken, for your question. Uh, moving on, Karth. Karth's asked questions before. Hi again, Karth. Karth would like to know. I know that Beskar was considered pretty rare during the Old Republic era, but did it become even more obscure by the time of the prequels? Even though Mandalorians were still fairly active during this era. Beskar, for the uninitiated, is Mandalorian iron that Mandalorians make their armor bits out of. It is lightsaber resistant, I believe. Any thoughts on this one, John?
1: The only thing I can think of is uh, by the time of the prequels, Mandalori- Mandalore had become a pacifist society. Mm-hmm. And the only time we ever see anybody in Mandalorian armor is the clans that didn't Quite follow through with that. Mm-hmm. We don't really get a good look at that side of Mandalorian culture. We're mostly just government, uh, whatever Satine's doing, mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and what? Uh, well, Death watching Clan Visla, but in in Rebels, we see that Sabine. See, so yeah, I thank you. I kept wanting to say Rain. Like, what's her last name? Yeah. No, we're, this isn't Bajoran rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, we <laughs> see that Clan Rain has has their armor, mm-hmm. and the other couple clans that we see still wear their armor. So if the family still continued the tradition of having their, like, heraldric armor or whatever... Yeah. And it seems like it's passed down.
0: Okay, yeah. I could see I that. I could have sworn
1: I heard... I remember something about Sabine saying that her armor's, like, a thousand years old.
0: Sure. It's just been
1: remolded. Yeah. Per, per user or something.
0: hmm
1: So I think... I think on Mandalore, at least, or Man- Mandalorian-controlled systems, there's probably a fair bit of it around, but it's probably not something that's mineable. Yeah, if, it's, if it was a mineable substance, sure. And it,
0: it it it's always been said that you know Mandalorians are the only ones who know like the way to the secret to
1: Damascus steel. Type thing. Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, though it is it is when you bring up rebels and Sabine. Um, there is enough of it that they, that the empire would wanted to make a super weapon out of. If you remember Sabine made that machine, that, uh, that like arc reactor thing.
1: It's not really a super weapon out of Beskar. It's right. a super weapon that controls Beskar.
0: Yeah. But it, it specifically like, uh, targets the alloy that is Beskar and, um, it, it, plentiful enough that it's still a threat to Imperials. It'd be interesting to see if we get any more sort of lore about that in the upcoming Mandalorian mm-hmm. series and the new season of uh, Clone Wars, which will take place on Mandalorian yeah. I, parts. I like the
1: idea that it's rare, just because if by the time of uh, Luke's Jedi Order like it's still super prevalent, then it, it kind of makes it the the lightsaber less of an imposing weapon. Mm-hmm. If If it's just easy to acquire lightsaber-resistant
0: right uh material yeah and uh, you can make the same argument with like cortosis cuz like cortosis mm-hmm. was everywhere during the old republic yeah.
1: like it made sense when yeah.
0: Mandalore was at war with the order because they needed
1: something to counterbalance the uh disadvantages they had mm-hmm. over the jedi so you know they made armor that's resistant to the jedi's weapon they made jump packs so they could maneuver like the jedi they made you know they, yeah. they made stuff to to, At, to counter it, but that's like when there's a whole planet of Mandalorians and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, however many thousands of Jedi, yeah, running around doing it, their thing.
0: It was cool though to see that those traditions were passed on. Um, I'm I'm specifically thinking about the uh, the training sequence with Ezra and Sabine in Rebels when Sabine is uh, trying to learn how to use the dark saber. and she ends up uh, really applying her mandalorian like jedi hunting tactics into the way she uses that saber, you know, with her her wrist shield and mm-hmm. trip wires and stuff like that. So that's a that's a really cool kind of thing. So hopefully that answers your question, Karth. Moving on, Lumi asks, "When does The Mandalorian premiere on what network and will we see any of our favorite characters in it?" Uh, Well, to answer your question uh, in terms of when and on what network, it will be streaming on the Disney Plus service, and the first episode comes out November 12th of this year, so 2019. Um, As to whether or not we'll see any of our favorite characters, is IG-88 a favorite character of yours? Because... We don't know that's IG-88. It could be IG88 A or C. Just, just look, it's networked intelligence. It could be. It's all IG88. Okay. We are all IG88. Yeah. All are one. All are one. All um, are droids, better than humans. So, what do you? Uh, who who would you want to see? Uh, let let let's turn the question on its head. Who would you want to see in The Mandalorian if you could bring characters back?
1: All I want is live action Uncle Hondo, animated Uncle Hondo, um, poorly CG'd cardboard cutout, just randomly inserted into any content. Uncle Hondo, uh, we've seen that at uh, Galaxy's Edge that on the display screens in the Falcon, there is a live action Hondo. He looks weird to me. Telling you uh, to do stuff. Also, he's a weird looking weak way. Yeah, that's also true. He could just look weird to you because you're so xenophobic. I don't think we've seen
0: a... Have we seen a live action? Replay? Yeah, we have. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm in, sure we have. In Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah. We're all over Jabba's plot. Models. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're right, you're right.
1: No, I think that's it. Okay. Maybe, um Maybe uh, throw Sindel Tawani in there, just, just for uh. the, the three <laughs> of us out here that love the Ewok
0: movies. Yeah. Uh, man, you know, if you haven't watched the Ewok movies, at, at least the Battle for Endor... Like, give it a chance. Like, it's it's not good, but it's... No, it's not. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah, though. it's not good, but it is fun. And it feels Star Wars-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... it's it, it
1: Actually, I think it feels more this generation of Star wars because, like I mentioned earlier, I think the, pr- the sequel trilogy
0: brings in... More of the fantasy elements. More of the fa- yeah, more of the yeah. fantasy
1: element. And it's basically Lord of the
0: Rings. It's, yeah. With, um... With Ewoks. It's essentially the Hobbit, at least the first one, mm-hmm. with Ewoks. Yeah. They even stole the whole, like, don't look into the water thing or you get trapped in the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, bringing it back to things that might realistically actually happen. How dare you, sir. Huh. Uh, it would be cool to see the, the bounty hunters explored, you know, like other ones that we saw in Empire. The Bossk or Dengar or characters like that. What about aura Singh? She's, she's dead, John. What about Sam Weasel? Uh, Also dead, John. But is she? Because, like, she
1: died in the movie, but then she came back in Clone Wars? and
0: never made sense to me. She died in the movie, but she came back in Clone Wars. Was it... Huh. You know, I remember seeing her there could it just be another changeling? Gonna... I think they call her Zam huh
1: that always confused me yeah I'll have to look into that come on Dave yeah i have to look maybe, into that maybe spend more time on continuity and, and less time on wolves
0: <laughs> wow yeah, I love you Dave shots fired it, it could be cool to get uh, Kira back too because it, it's supposed to take place like, like what 10 years 5 years after Return of the Jedi yeah 5 years after 5 years after so, like, you wouldn't even have to, like, make up her up, uh, the actress, Daenerys. <sighs> what the heck's her name? I can see her face. Whoa.
1: Full disclosure, we've had to re- re-record this segment. Yeah, this is the second in time I'm struggling in, to remember. In the ten minutes that we could have looked this, her name up, he did not. No. And so...
0: No, I didn't Uh... (laughs) Full disclosure, over Uh...
1: If you scream it louder all at once, he'll remember Bloody, uh... Everyone, put your hands in the air Bloody, uh... Three, two, one, scream her name Amelia (laughs) Clark! I got it! We did it together, everyone Holy crap, I didn't even look it up. That... No, it was it was the voices of people from the future listening and yelling her name through time. It legitimately worked. It was legitimately annoying me that there's a laptop next to you that at any time you could have used to look <laughs> up her name.
0: I didn't want to interrupt our flow. But uh yeah, no. So that that's uh that's uh uh thank you Lumi for the question. All right, moving on. Uh Taylor uh, another avid listener of the podcast, Taylor, thank you for asking some questions. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on the new episode 9 photos? The ones that came out in Vanity Fair. I
1: don't, I don't trust them. They, uh, they're promo photos. Um, it doesn't mean that they were taken from a specific scene, or even on set, it could have just been a green screen thing. hmm Um... I like that there are photos. Mm-hmm. I like some of the cast's new costumes. Uh, many members of the cast have the exact same costumes that they've been wearing, or at least very, very similar. I mean, Ray's outfit just changes colors between movies, mm-hmm. but it's like it, it, it's pretty much the same thing. Um,
0: well, not necessarily because she she's got she has her cream colored vestments in the first movie. And then she did... Oh, then she had the travel... Island journey. Yeah, the island journey. And and then she had a way more Jedi-like... When she went to face Snoke and Kylo. And then in the new one, it seems to be more of a combination of, like... The island journey and the... Like, her original thing. Hmm. Because it's not as... Like, she still has, like, the flowy scarf bits, but there's there's more, like, sort of... She's got the high collar on the undershirt sort of thing, so... But, I mean, you know, character identity is important in costume. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I get your point. It, 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 it honestly, it hasn't changed they're, yeah, they're much. just
1: much. Prom- to me, they're just promotional shots. Um, unfortunately, as much as I love Rogue One, that movie kind of ruined these things for me. Because uh, mm-hmm. we got so many great shots in the trailer... Well, and, uh, then we got a different movie.
0: Yeah, I mean that—that that was <laughs> so that kind
1: of spoiled me on promotional material. That was a
0: reshoot issue, though. That wasn't so much uh, photos, but yeah, I agree. One with could you. say this is a reshoot. Click. Yeah. Well, uh, I <laughs> think it's, it's photo. I really liked the sort of the behind-the-scenes shots that were taken, like the ones where they're obviously on set. And you know, like the directors there, and talking to the actors, and you see like them astride the new space horses with all the dots on their faces and stuff for the the CG to be added in. Like that's cool. I I, I enjoy I enjoy those shots. Uh, I agree with you that any of the more like posed pictures should be taken with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Like that one of of Ray and Kylo, like on. In a rainy area, like fighting, like and uh, especially the one of like Luke standing next to R two, you know, these are all things that could appear, but I wouldn't necessarily count on them being there. So I agree with you. They were co- they're cool to have, but they're not necessarily like super. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Accurate. Like yeah. Yeah, I guess. Taylor also asks, any recommended canon reading? Thrawn. I like the Thrawn books. I've already turned them on to both the Thrawn books.
1: Read Uh, them again. (laughs) You'll find uh, new stuff.
0: Master and Apprentice is supposed to be very good. Friend, if so, Tim was kind enough to get me a copy. I have not read it yet because I still haven't finished Thrawn Alliances and I can't find it. I'm going to try to find it and finish that before I start reading Master and Apprentice. But I've only heard good things about it. And there is an audiobook version because, uh, Taylor, I know that you very much enjoy audiobook uh, versions of these things. So, yeah, Master Apprentice is good. Uh, there's a new Dooku book out that kind of goes over his fall, I think. Which uh, should be very interesting, because uh, as as you have uh, may have heard on this podcast, John and I are both fans of Dooku for his being one of the few Sith that actually seemed like he honestly believed he was doing the right thing. The best kind of villain. Mm-hmm. As we've stated many, many times on this podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, there is a third Thrawn book that was announced... I'm not entirely sure when it's coming out, but it is coming out. Um, And it's going to go over, basically, the last... uh, What happens during Thrawn's encounter with uh, the Phoenix Squadron folks, I believe. Um, I haven't really heard anything about
1: bad new canon books yeah for people that that have read them yeah i agree so like i don't really have like a i can't say one's good or one's bad because so far they've all been on the same level so there's no yeah there's no uh, way for
0: me to rate it yeah (laughs) right the aftermath series is supposed to be good like the problem is there's so much star wars content to kind of consume that, you know, I just haven't, you know, I, I, I have to pick and choose, you know, like kind of what. So I've, I've kind of gone deep into the the comics because that's kind of easier for me to just buy a collection and, and read through that than it is to get a whole book because I, I don't read as much as I should or used to. But uh, yeah, there's uh, maybe I'll look into the audiobook thing myself because I do a lot of driving to Los Angeles and back and that could be a good, uh, good, good way of spending my time. Um, but yeah, the, so pretty much any any new canon stuff is is worth yeah. it. And then there's also some old canon, you know, there's some legend stuff out there too that, uh, you know, if you haven't read it or heard of it before, it's 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 just as good and fun as as uh, the new Canon stuff. Um, but I understand if you you're, you're kind of trying to stick to new Canon because that's like you know, the ongoing story. Oh, and isn't there a John? Isn't there a book about like Black Spire and like connecting that the new Disney kind of era, uh, Galaxy's Edge era to uh, to the storyline? I am sure there is. Mm. Did you ever read any of uh, the the from a certain point of view stuff? No, no. Okay, I I own it. It's in my yeah. bathroom. I've just.
1: I've never popped it open. So
0: that's like more of an anthology of collections that may or may not be real. um, But that could be interesting as well. Um, Yeah, okay. And uh, Taylor's last question is, Obligatory is mayonnaise an instrument? Question. Uh, I, I believe we've answered this before. My stance is anything's an instrument if it can make noise.
1: Um, the question is for me personally, uh, do I have to play it or is it being played by someone else? If hmm. it's, if it's being played much like with sandwiches and mayonnaise, if it is being applied by someone else, I'm fine with it. But I, however, have no control over mayonnaise and usually will ruin a
0: sandwich mm-hmm. or a musical piece. Okay. Okay. So what you're saying is uh, you're fine with mayonnaise if somebody else is putting it into their trombone. Right. But you wouldn't put it into your mm-hmm. trumpeter trombone. Well,
1: like some people know the the uh, appropriate amount of rock to play with the mayonnaise mm-hmm. where I am going to turn it up to 11.
0: Right. Regardless of re- where re- it needs yeah, to be. Yeah,
1: regardless if it's appropriate to be doing so in the middle of a
0: mayonnaise center. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Guitars Fair center. enough. Uh, not Star Wars related, but now I hope you know a little bit more about mayonnaise and its musical properties. Uh, Alright, and our last question, John. Me. Randy asks, why are Ahsoka's lightsabers white in Rebels?
1: Yeah, I'm going to let you handle this, because uh, you're a forcey person.
0: Yep. So, um... To, to my understanding, essentially, after the battle on Mandalore, Ahsoka acquires two sabers from some of the Inquisitors, I believe. Uh, she acquires two Inquisitor sabers. And the, the new canon method of getting a, a red lightsaber is to channel Dark Force energy into the crystal and causing it to, quote-unquote, bleed dark force energy, which turns it red. Ahsoka got these sabers and essentially, like, reversed the process by channeling uh, positive force energy into the crystal and uh, stopping the bleed, I guess, and the result was white sabers. Um, There's also some stuff about, like, crystals aren't just a color when you pick them now they attune to the user and they're basically mood rings and i don't like it um but that's a story for a different time but that's uh that to my understanding that is why those sabers are white in uh rebels all right very cool well john those are all of the questions that we had coming up from our last questions episode Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add or talk about today before we close up shop? Not really. All right. Very cool. Well, um, uh, if you have any topic ideas or things that you want to hear us go a little bit more in depth on, or maybe do a, a, a analysis of, please let us know. And there are a couple ways that you can do that. You can send us a message at Hoffpod at gmail.com. Or tweet at us on the Twitters at hothpod, or you can head over to our website hothtopicspodcast.com and uh, shoot us a comment on there on any of our episodes, uh, articles, and uh, opinion pieces that we have up there. John, I think you are just finishing up a piece, and that should should be. be I got to go through it a couple
1: more times. Sure. It's very rambly and um, wasn't written in chronological order, <laughs> and not edited in chronological order. So, so did you did it. it like a movie. I did, except it's each different segment of the piece are has its own uh, has its own like format. Ah, and I see. so I got to go back through it and unify the formatting so it. I'm not gotcha. just rambling through the whole thing.
0: We couldn't have done any of this year-long experiment without the input from you, our lovely listeners. So please continue to interact with us, continue to ask questions. We are more than happy to answer them and talk about what you want us to talk about. I think that's just about going to do it for today, eh, John? Uh, Yeah. All right.
1: I agree. Well, I've been Ian. I got to change the brake pads on the
0: front of my car. Didn't you already do that? Well, I only did one side. Well, that's John, and he's got stuff to do. I couldn't get to the
1: other tires. Uh, Ah, gotcha.
0: John's got automobile issues to deal with. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time.